Taylor, thank you. Remind me of uh, reminds me of Billy Graham. Uh, that was his uh, initial hymn, "O Lamb of God, I come and come." I hope we can come close to the Lord this morning, all of us, and hear what He has to say for us. Uh, today, I want to ask this question. Are you a happy person? Are you, do you know really the meaning of being happy or the meaning of happiness? The Lord placed on my heart few words to share with you this morning. So you can leave this place happier than you came in. Let's look forward for that. And the word happy, people use it most of the time and when they are not happy. Nowadays, we're living in a world when you look around, nothing inspires you to be happy. Nothing really. We don't see harmony in this world. We hear of wars. We see dissension everywhere. And the world is really confused and don't know what to do in most cases. And people are looking for some kind of a happiness or some happy news, and they seldom come around. But if we open the Bible... The Lord tells us about how to be happy. How to have happiness in your life. Not for one day, not for one week, not for one month, but forever. Let's open our Bibles this morning to the uh, book of Psalms, chapter 1. Most of you know these verses by heart. I want to remind you about this morning. It's chapter 1, first three verses. First three verses. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And he will be, listen to that, he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. I believe this man has a smile on his face all the time. Because he is a prosperous man. Benjamin Franklin once said, The Constitution only gives people the right to pursue happiness. You have to catch it yourself. The writer of Psalm 1 does not attempt to define happiness. 
He illustrates it. He shows us that happiness is not in our circumstances. Please hear me. It is in ourselves, in our hearts. It's a glorious joy, and its source is Jesus Christ. By the way, the word how blessed, the word blessed, is the original word is how happy. How happy is the man. Happiness primarily concerns not the externals of life at all, but the condition of our spiritual health and the degree of our intimacy relationship with God. Let me review a few things with you. Happiness and what it means to some people nowadays. And in the three verses we read earlier, we have the foundation of a happy and a satisfied life. If you're looking, if you're looking for a happy life, go back home. Sit down and start reading these three verses. Start reading them. Meditate on them and see what they mean to your life. Our Lord in his sermon on the mount, he said in Matthew 5, 6, Blessed or happy are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. There is no satisfaction in life. I want to preface this for you. I want to tell you from the very beginning. There is no satisfaction in life without the Lord Jesus Christ. This is where I stand. When I was growing up, I was driving on Highway 4. I'm telling you, that was about 40 years ago. And I saw... (laughs) I saw a billboard. Chesterfields satisfies. Do they still Chester, sell Chesterfield? I don't know. This is cigarettes. These are cigarettes. Nowadays they replace them by many other things. Satisfies. And I want to ask you a question. If Chesterfield or any other kind of entertainment or cigarettes or anything satisfies Why do people go back to it? And if cigarettes satisfy you, why do you break the meeting and go outside and smoke every half an hour? And when they have a break, you people who are still working, if you have a break, you can see people down, they can't, they can't smoke now inside buildings. They go outside on the streets, somewhere in a corner when you smell it, and they are trying to get their satisfaction. There is no satisfaction, let me tell you this, as I said, outside the Lord Jesus Christ. He satisfies. He satisfies. Some people think, if I follow, I can get to be happy if I follow the Ten Commandments and develop a countenance of piety. Have you, have you met some of these people? Yes. How are you? Fine. And develop a countenance of piety, and they act as saintly that they may attend 
a level of happiness. Society, when I say society, people. People think if we slave to have a good time, we will become happy. Ask those people. Everybody on Fridays are happy at work. Or maybe looking to be happy. Or they have something going during the weekend. And they live for that event. Or for that date. Or for whatever. But come Monday morning. And you say good morning. What's good about it? Man is looking for happiness. He's looking for satisfaction. And you know. Because he's looking elsewhere, he cannot get any satisfaction. When you're looking outside God, you cannot get satisfaction. In fact, they become, these people, slaves to their good times. They're looking to have a good time, but they become slaves to it. Afterwards, you know what happens? They crash. They have a nervous breakdown. And then... Depression, then disappointments, then call the psychiatrist. Happiness is not in seeking pleasures. Lord Byron lived a life of pleasure, if anyone did. He wrote, the worm, the canker, and the grief are mine alone. Happiness is not in money. You might say, well, hey, when I, I want to make a fortune. I want to do, it's good to work hard. Go do, uh, uh, you know, inflate your 401k. This is good. Work, work hard and earn, provided your life is pleasing to the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't get me wrong. They think it's money. Jay Gould, the American millionaire, had plenty of that. When he was dying, this is what he said. I suppose I am the most miserable man on earth. Happiness is not in possession or in fame. One of the well-known men of the early century said, Youth is a mistake. Manhood is its struggle. Old age is a regret. Happiness also is not in military glory. We have the greatest military on earth. Thank God for the United States. And may the Lord keep making them and making our our military great. Alexander the Great conquered the known world in his days. Having done so, he kept himself locked one day in his tent and he started weeping. And when he was asked, he said, there are no more worlds to conquer. Man has gone everywhere to find happiness. 
and to at least satisfy himself. There is no satisfaction, no happiness, nothing, as I said from the very beginning, outside the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the Lord speaking to Jeremiah in chapter 2, and he told him, go tell, go tell these people who are looking for a better life away from me. Go tell them, he says, tell them, this is what I say, my people, this is the Lord's people of old. And this applies to each and every person who's striving today, who's striving outside Christ to become a happy person, a satisfied person. He says, go tell them, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me first. The fountain of living waters. And they have hewn for themselves systems broken that can hold no water. This is where man stands today. Someone said, the unhappiest people in the world are those who can pay the price of everything and get nothing in return. Stop striving. And the matter is not in grasping and collecting things and looking forward to, to spend your life after happiness. The truth is happiness can be gained only by those who live by God's principles. Happy is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Happy. Where are you? Where are you walking? Where are you sitting? Where are you standing? Happy is the man. And when you are doing what this man or what the Bible suggests, you smell the aroma of joy and gratitude. You are standing on the right grounds. You're standing on safe grounds. The man who lives in fellowship with God is a man who is happy. His true joy is not in circumstances or in what happened this morning. So many people get up from bed and they are cranky. Did you meet some people like that? They're from the very beginning. They had bad news. And everything evaporates. Every good thing in their lives goes away. From little bad news. Yes. Are we? Are you? 
Are you a prisoner of your circumstances? And the happy man's life is promoted by his disassociation with evil. Remember that. Remember that. You want to be happy. And you want happiness to govern your life. You have to disassociate yourself from anything that takes you away from a good fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The godly does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Nor stand in the way of sinners. Nor sits with the mockers. And let me ask you a question. If you're looking to be a happy man, where do you spend your time? Where? You answer that. How do you spend the precious time that the Lord has given you to enjoy? What kind of fun are you seeking? I know one thing. The more I am with Christians, the more I enjoy life. I, if I am in the company of the believers, I am in with safe company. And I don't have to say to tell them, okay, if you have bad jokes, don't, bad jokes, don't tell them. There is nothing of that in the company of the believers. What do you feed yourself during the week? I'm glad you're here today. I'm glad you say, I come... I come Sunday to church. And you're still looking. But you know somehow tells me. I'm not a happy person. What do you feed yourself during the week? You answer that. Do you reflect on the Lord. By walking. Standing. Or sitting. Do you reflect on that. Where do you find yourself going or doing? And thank God if you find yourself amongst the company of the believers. You know, when <coughs> Mary and Joseph lost the Lord Jesus Christ in Jerusalem, right? They went to the feast and they lost him. And after looking and after searching, where did they find him? In the company of? In the temple. Oh, thank you. Where do your friends find you, find you on Sunday morning? Where do you go on Sunday morning? Where do you go during Bible study? And if the Lord comes, wouldn't you love to be taken from the church? Wouldn't you love? And when I, when I talk about it, I have happiness in my life. You know one thing, I'm a happy man. Period. 
And if the Lord tells me about to do something, I'll try to do it. And I want to be obedient in everything. And if I know the Lord tells me, don't do that. I ask the Lord that I obey immediately. And this is where happiness comes in. This is where satisfaction comes in. And this is where where you are. You can rest assured deep in your heart. Whatever happens, I am in, in the company of the believers. And when the believers meet, who is there? You're in company of Christ. Where two or three are gathered. You're in the company of Christ. So, seeking happiness in which company? Oh, this is what broke the Lord's heart, he said. My people, my people looked elsewhere to fill their hearts and fill their lives with the joy that they cannot attain. A story is told about a king. And the king, whatever he did, with whatever he had, he had his people loved him and enjoyed him so much. And he was a monarch, but he was never happy. Never happy. And then finally, he called in all his magicians and says, listen, I'm not a happy king. I want you to find me a, a person who's happy so he can come or do something so I can rejoice and experience the joy of my kingdom. So one of them, after they discussed everything and they offered all kinds of suggestions, one of them said, I tell you, okay, give us a month. We will go and look in the kingdom. And if we find a happy man, we will get you his shirt. The moment you put it on you, you will become the happiest king in the world. Well, you know, when you are when you are desperate, okay, go get the man. Go get me the shirt. So they went. After one month of search, they came back. They came back and they met with the king. He says, did you get the shirt? He said, oh king, we found the happiest man in the in your kingdom, but he had no shirt on his back. Did you get it? No shirt, he's happy. And when we saw him, he was so satisfied. He didn't have anything even to wear. But he was happy. It's not in gathering things in the world. It's not in riches. It's happiness in Jesus. There's an old song we used to sing it on Wednesdays. Happiness, happiness is the Lord. It ends with happiness in the Lord. I just wanted to get it. I couldn't find it in any hymn book. It's written, uh, 
by someone and we used to sing it and enjoy it. Well, what's happiness then? What's happiness? Adolf, you're talking, okay, what's happiness? You know what's happiness? What happiness is? It's contentment. That man was content. Contentment. Fanny Crosby. Fanny Crosby. One of America's favorite hymn writers was blinded when she was six weeks old by a doctor who put an incorrect solution in her eyes. But her attitude grew strong as the years passed. And that led her to a lifetime of writing music, hymns. One of her first poems expressed remarkable wisdom for a child of only eight. At eight years old, she wrote this. She wrote this. Oh, what a happy child I am. Although I cannot see, I am resolved that in this world, contented I will be. Let me tell you one thing. Stop looking for things to make you happy. The Bible says, be ye content with what you have. I'm giving you the, the recipe. Blessed is the man. Happy is the man. Be ye content with what you have. You have much, enjoy it. You have less, thank God for it. You have a home, thank you for the home. You rent a house, thank you for renting the house. And keep going forward and work for the kingdom of Christ. What can profit? What can a man profit if he gains the whole world and loses himself? Blessed is the man. A story is told. I have another story for you. I like a story about, about people, farmers. They, they relate to me, okay? Okay. A rich industrialist disturbed to find a fisherman sitting idly by his boat. He passed by and enjoying his life. The boat is there and he's sitting having fun. Why aren't you there fishing? He asked him. Because, the answer, because I've caught enough fish for today and I am content with what I caught, was his reply. So far so good, right? Why don't you catch more fish than you need? Asked the rich man. Well, what would I do with them? The answer. You could earn more money, buy a better boat, so you could go deeper and catch more fish. You could purchase nylon nets, catch even more fish, and make more money. Soon you'd have a fleet of boats and be rich like me. Then what would I do? Asked the fisherman. You could sit down and enjoy life. And then the fisherman said, what do you think I am doing now? (laughs) 
the Apostle Paul, when he was in prison, when he was in prison, what did he write? Someone help me on this one. Well, he wrote to the Philippians. What did he tell them? Rejoice in the Lord. Always. Ooh. Was he a happy man in jail? In his prison? Was he? And then he tells them in chapter 4. Again, rejoice in the Lord. And I say, again, rejoice. And he tells them in chapter 4, verse 11. I have learned to be content. The word, the secret word is contentment. In whatever circumstances I am. And if this is not enough, he writes to the, to the Romans, he says, whatever happens to me, no one can steal the joy and happiness I have in my Christ. In all, here it is, in all these things, We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Friends, dear folks, happiness is in Christ. If the heart is joyful, you cannot steal that joy away from the heart. And the only way to get the joy in your heart is to take Jesus Christ and make him a savior. Once you have the savior living through the Holy Spirit in your heart, no one can take away your joy. No one. And nothing will take you away, whatever it is. Those who are hungry for pleasure become disenchanted and bored. Those who are hungry for possession surrender the keys to their deposit boxes when they die. Those who lust for power, even if they gain a lot, they are robbed of their power when the call comes and the appointment time is at hand. But those who are living for Jesus, I end with this. Those, those who are living for Jesus, content and rejoicing, will be fully satisfied. And nothing will satisfy them the way Jesus Christ has filled their hearts. When you are full, you don't want to taste anything. Did you, did you experience that? When you, especially Thanksgiving is coming and you can become more than full. And if someone offers you a wet, here's, he, here's a, a piece of pie. I can't take it. You know what? We are full. Christians who have Christ in their heart have the happiness. They don't want to taste anything else. They have the joy of salvation. They're content. They're rejoicing. Fully satisfied. Their happiness is real. Their happiness is real. And you know what? It shows it shows 
in your faces, in your behavior, in your attitude. It shows. Not once. But again. And again. Because Jesus lives in your hearts. Amen. So what's happiness? What happiness? In one word, happiness is the Lord. What was the result of this man? Who walks, who walks in the, in the council, does not walk in the council of the wicked, does not stand in the, with this, in the path of sinners, does not sit in the seat of scoffers. What does the Bible say? I'm not going to add to it. What does the Bible say? Here it is. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water. Which yields its fruits in its season. You'll be fruitful. And its leaf does not wither. And here's the thing that caps it all. And whatever he does, he will prosper. We preach prosperity. But through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let's bow our heads for prayers. If you're looking for happiness only in Christ Jesus. Our Father, we are thankful that we know you as our Savior. And we pray that each and every person who's in attendance today will have this assurance that Jesus Christ is my only Savior. Help us to live a life worthy of our calling and the joy of salvation will be a guide in our life so we can attract people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to do so. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen.